Hello, and welcome to this episode of Herbal Wisdom. I'm really glad that you're all here. Times are interesting right now with everything that we are going through, a lot of social distancing, a lot of um, people concerned about their health in ways that they hadn't been before. And so I thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope that um, we can give you some information today that empowers you to dig deeper into caring for yourself and for your family in a way that maybe you hadn't thought of before. I'm happy today to have Audrey Barron with us. And Audrey is a medicine woman, a chef, and an urban gardener. And I'm really excited to have her here to share her insights um, on using plants as food and medicine and to tell us a little bit about some things that she has going on that you might want to take advantage of. So Audrey, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, it's my pleasure. That's, it's so good to be able to have this time to talk to you. I know that you're super busy um, with everything that you have going on and things with um, COVID-19 have changed our landscape a little bit. So. Um, I'd like you to take an have an opportunity to tell us about you and everything that you are doing and um, some things that you have going on. So introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay, great. Well, I am, as you said, I'm, I'm a chef. I'm a mother. I'm essentially an entrepreneur doing um, a few different things and all under the umbrella of natural wellness and utilizing you know, working with plants to thrive and to live our best lives. So for the past almost six years now, I've been running a vegan gluten-free eatery in Indianapolis. And it's interesting now that we're in the midst of a pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> things are changing. So um, it's, it's um, all around us. We see restaurants have closed down you know, many of them temporarily, and I think some of them also permanently, um, because it's it's hard anyway to run a, a restaurant, and then on top of that, having something like this happen. So we're seeing a lot less uh, food uh, op options out there for people right now. You know, we're social distancing, we're really supposed to be staying at home, but we still have to leave to get food, whether that be going to the grocery um, but also, you know, you've got people that are really working on those front lines, the, the healthcare professionals and um, people that are needing to be working at this time who might just really need to stop by somewhere and get something to eat. You know, there's just less options. And I think it's just becoming more obvious to people that, wow, um, our life as we know it can slip away in, in almost seemingly overnight and our ability right. to access things you know, the funny memes going around about the toilet paper and nobody can find toilet paper. And, you know, it's just like, um, and we don't really know how long this is going to go. So yeah, so that's really where like my head is at right now. So we've gone from 12 employees to uh, four. So the other, the rest of them have, you know, been temporarily laid off and they've filed for unemployment and we're working with a third of our staff and um, shortened our hours. And we're basically just trying to like eke out, you know, to stay open nice. only because, I mean, I would have like a lot of other restaurants just went ahead and temporarily closed, but we have people coming to us buying like our, our herbal elixirs. We've got this ginger turmeric honey lemon shot that people swear by for their immune system. And 
we've got people purchasing things that are, you know, in bulk and bringing them to people that are, that can't leave their homes and things like that. So I do feel a sense of responsibility in, in that way. And, um, so we're doing our best. We're doing zero contact and, and leaving things on the windowsill for people to grab things like that. And wow. yeah, it's just interesting. And it's interesting to see how, um, to just to be in this world right now and, and, and to see the gratitude of our customers. Our customers are amazing anyway, but just being so grateful that we're here because we've always been, it's all, you know, it's been my message since I became a chef that I wanted to help people learn how to utilize food to, to prevent sickness, to treat it too, if you can, but what better thing to do than to prevent it so that it doesn't even happen in the first place or that, you know, we can weather the storm a little easier. So and I, I work with herbs as well. As you said, I'm an urban farmer. Um, so we started our restaurant in 2014 and we started our farm in 2016. So we supply a portion of our, um, our produce in the summertime uh, for the restaurant from the farm. And we've got a volunteer program, which of course isn't happening right now because of social distancing, but, um, and that's wonderful. So we have volunteers that come out and, and, um, and it's kind of a nice kind of ecosystem that we have going. You know, we've got, we're totally plant-based and 99% organic. So all of our scraps go into compost. So we compost over 5,000 gallons of food scraps every year. And um, so that's kind of like all kind of going back into our soil. And it's kind of, you know, like this circle of life thing going on. And that's really my life, you know, and I've got two children and we, um, we're doing, you know, our, our hope and our goal is to really just live kind of in a more of a, like the community living. We like, we like the idea of kind of like all of it kind of working together and we can reach out to our local farmers who are growing things that we don't grow and supporting our local herbalists and local businesses. And really, I think that that's, that's the way of the future, you know, of, of this looking at what we can, we can do in our, in our small local areas and who can, what our, you know, small local farmers are doing, because as we can see with, you know, it remains to be seen what it's going to be like in the next month or two, as far as if we see food shortages in big ways, you know, and right now our local farmers are getting more business than ever. That's what we're seeing anyway, in our area. Um, That's great. They were, yeah. They were like initially scared, but now they, they're just doing their best to keep up. And I do think it's great. And I hope that something, you know, positive that can come possibly come out of this situation is a waking up of what's really important and what can slip away overnight. Um, so those local farmers, and then of course, um, what I'm doing with my, my membership, my medicine woman membership is um, empowering women to, to do what they can in their own backyard if they want to do that, you know, learning how to identify like right now I'm looking out at, and I see tons of dandelion and chickweed and, and violet, you know, and it's empowering for me to be able to look out the window and, and identify medicine. And I just want other women who are, who are, have that call somewhere to, to be able to do that too. So um, that's what, that's what I'm up to. It's an exciting time. I mean, I know a lot of people are really worried right now and there's a lot of good information out there and there's a lot of misinformation out there but what I find really exciting is how many people are turning back to a more traditional way of feeding their family 
and caring for their family with natural medicine in, in the face of this particular pandemic. Um, I've even had medical doctors who I've spoken with that said, okay, I need to learn what herbs I can be using because what I have available isn't working. Wow. And so that is, it's really interesting. And so I, I, I shared with you before we got on here that I have even started prepping a garden. It will be my first foray into vegetable gardening, more than just a pot or two, right? <laughs> but I see so many people are doing this now. They're really realizing that we have to be able to feed ourselves and care for ourselves um, with food and with natural medicine in a way that they hadn't thought of before. You know, a society we've been so reliant on what can be provided for us that we have this sense that we just didn't need to. And now I think people are realizing that, that um, the reality is different. And so is that what you're seeing as well with people who are still coming to your cafe or, or who participate in your membership? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think people are seeing that, you know, it's, it's a fragile, fragile line we walk, you know, um, the more we, we rely on someone else at that convenience sure feels good until it's not there, you know? Right. And I don't, I think, you know, convenience can get us into a sticky place in a lot of ways, you know, to where we're, and what I find is that it you know, what, I guess what I'm trying to do with medicine woman is, is make it not so overwhelming, you know, to where like, Oh my gosh, I've got to grow this. And Oh my gosh, I've never done this before. And I don't know how to, you know, I've only cooked, I have these 10 meals that I cook and I know these recipes. I don't, I, it blows my mind to even think of learning new recipes, you know? And right. so it's really about just kind of like taking it one step at a time and, you know, let's learn a technique. Let's learn how to, you know, maybe make a herbal brew, like a chaga brew. And then there's 10 different ways you can use that in your kitchen. You don't have to know how to make 20 different brews for 20 different things, you know? Um, and so I think that helping people learn how to simplify, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be um, overly complicated to, to, you know, to be your medicine, the medicine woman in the home or the medicine man or whatever it is. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I think that people are learning that, oh gosh, uh, yeah, I don't like this feeling of not having, uh, you know, of being very vulnerable at the, in this time. And, uh, but the other benefit that happens is when we get back to the garden and back into the kitchen, you know, both of those things are getting us back in contact with the plants physically. Obviously we're touching them. We're, we're in tune with them. Um, it gets us back in contact with the earth, you know, and that is our home. You would, we, that's the home we live on. And, um, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the earth. It's, it's the, it's where we receive everything that we need. So, a lot of us, you know, we, um, we're busy, we're living our lives and we, many of us have for, forgotten, you know, uh, that connection. And so it seems like, well, I've got to spend this extra time in growing, going out and growing my food. But what people are realizing when they go out and do that is that they're gaining this connection, which then like gives them life and gives them more of a sense of like joy and health. I mean, there's actual scientific evidence of like touching the earth and what it can provide for the body 
but there's everything else of just being outside in the fresh air, in the sunlight, the microbes that we're getting from touching the soil, um, the observation that we, you know, the benefits of, of observing nature when it's been so scarce is, you know, it's hard to quantify scientifically, but there are benefits to that that lower our, you know, our blood pressure and help us to kind of breathe deeper and all of those things, as you know, that that high level stress just completely blows out our adrenals. It creates inflammation in the body. It can throw our hormones out of whack, you know, especially sustained long stress. And so, um, what I encourage people is, you know, you, you might feel like you're losing some time, like, oh, okay, I've got to go out and garden or, oh, wow, I'm really supposed to be cooking all these things from scratch. I didn't used to have to do that. That's going to be hours more of my time a week. But really looking at, well, like, what were you spending your time on before that? And was it, right. you know, what, how was that impacting your health and your life? You know, were you sitting on the couch and watching a lot of TV? Were you um, playing games on your phone, were you, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it could, it's possibly a time to reevaluate, you know, how we're spending our time. And, and, um, you know, I think probably everybody listening here wants to live a good quality life and we never know how long we're going to live, but geez, wouldn't it be nice to have a good quality life for as long as we're going to be here and, um, relying on big business to feed us and to give us our medicine and to, you know, relying on big, big companies and someone else for every aspect of our life, I don't really think is going to give us the, that vibrant health that we're looking for. Yeah. The other exciting thing that I think this time is bringing us is that, you know, before this happened, there so many people were living their life in such a hectic way and always wishing that life could slow down, right? And now we're faced with life slowing down. And so what are you going to do with it, right? What, what are you going to shift in your priorities? Because you asked for this, like collect, the collective you, right? Mm-hmm. The collective we, we asked for life to slow down. And so now we have this amazing opportunity to, to redirect our attention on things that really feed our soul and that really make a difference in, in how we live our life. And then, you know, looking at when things do go back to quote unquote normal, if they do, right. Do we go right back to that rat race or do we come to, to this place in this time where we are getting our, our feet back on the earth and our hands back in the earth and our spirit back connected to the earth and to the plants and to our food and to our family. So I think this is really exciting. I, I do too. I really do. I think it remains to be seen. I'm sure it'll be both, you know, there's going to be that energy of wanting to get back and, and all of that. And then I think though, as a collective, we will be more open to the idea of living a different way. You know, do we right. need a huge big front yard that we are keeping perfectly manicured and that requires spraying and all of that? Or, hey, we just went through a really scary time and pandemic and it was obvious to us that um, there were things in our life that we're frivolously spending our time on. You know, maybe instead of mowing, we could have a patch of, you know, wild 
uh, flowers out there for the bees or whatever, you know, and I think it'll be, it'll, everyone will handle it differently, but I think as a collective, we'll be more open to those changes and it, maybe they'll happen a little faster and a little more broadly. Um, so yeah, that, that does excite me. And in my own little microcosm of, you know, my community, you know, we're all distance, you know, in a social distancing way, but, you know, we're having these conversations amongst each other of like, what is it going to be like? And what I'm finding interesting in, in, um, the medicine woman group that we have and, you know, my customers and some of my friends that we're talking about trading and, Oh, so what are you growing? Oh, I have a ton of nettle and I have a ton of yarrow. Well, I have, you know, my chickens are laying all these eggs. Well, maybe we can trade. Or I've got a lot of, you know, chickweed in my yard. I'm going to make a bunch of chickweed vinegar and I'll trade you that for X, Y, Z, you know? So that is something that's personally exciting me. The idea of the trading and kind of leaving the, um, the trading of money out of it. And especially because of the social distancing, personally, I've dropped things in people's mailboxes and they've dropped things in mine, you know, and it's right. fun. It's, it's fun. And it's, um, I would like to see more of that in my own life. So for me, that that's something that I'm going to work on cultivating in my life is really kind of this trading, this bartering. And, um, so I'm interested to know if other people out there are feeling that too, you know? Yeah. We, I've been talking with some people in my social network as well about trading and bartering. And then a friend of mine started, um, a group to trade seeds and starter plants. And so that's exciting. So, um, you know, I, so I participated in mailing some seeds back and forth. I had some different seeds and she had some that I didn't have. And so we traded them back and forth. And so that's really, that is really exciting. And I would love to, especially because we have so many people out of work as well. I would love to see small groups of people coming together to support families without ever having to touch money. Oh yeah. It would be really exciting. Right. I, I, totally so too. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Yeah. Well, I will say it was interesting to see when that first couple of weeks, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like a seed freak anyway. So I'm, you know, I buy way more seeds than I need every year. And then I usually have to like go through them over the next couple of years. Um, and, um, I've got them all organized. I've got a pretty, you know, a pretty extensive plot that I'm growing on. But um, so I, I'm okay. But I felt the, the need like, hmm, maybe I'll go in and just get a little bit of extra seed just to have it. And you know what, a lot of places were sold out. Uh, right. the, really, some of those bigger companies, Baker Creek was sold out. Um, the, you know, really well known heirloom organic seed growers just said we have to close down for a little bit and re, you know, restock. Uh, Mountain Rose Herbs closed their store for a little bit of time. Um, and I, and uh, I was like, Ooh, that was jarring. You know, that was really jarring. And we talked about that in our medicine woman group of like, okay, you know, we, it's one of those things where again, even though we're more on the, you know, we're already gardening and we're already utilizing herb herbal medicines, but still, again, we're relying on somebody else to have these things for us. And so I'm hearing talk of like, ooh, now I really get why saving seeds and knowing how to do that is something that's important to me, you know, that I want to really know. And, you know, for me personally, I was saving seeds for maybe five or six plants. And now I'm going to try to do that for every single thing that I grow this year and see how it goes. Oh, um, that's exciting. 
Yeah. So it's just like, from, yeah, I think everybody's going to have their own way of work, you know, what they're taking, what they're doing to kind of take themselves to another level. So for me, like seed saving, um, and, um, this year I'm really working on companion planting and getting the most out of, I that I can out of my beds. I was doing that already, but like, I'm, I have a more like concerted effort on that too. So yeah, it's just, again, and then the elderberry, you know, everybody's like elderberry, syrup, elderberry, everything. And, um, <clears throat> everything sold out here locally all the elderberry syrup sold out and and um so it's just again it's just like okay what can we do to uh grow as you know do as much as we can here and even just thinking about stocking up a little bit you know like making sure that in the the summertime that whatever we're not making or growing ourselves that maybe we you know support our local farmers support our local herbalists and our favorite herbalists you know wherever they are and making sure that we have something for the colds, the flus, the fevers, the earaches, the toothaches, the, you know, some of the more major, you know, viral infections, things like that, and having them on our shelf before the moment happens, you know, you know, being prepared and having our home apothecary already stocked up. Right, because trying to make a tincture right when you need something does not work, because that's another four weeks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah. prepare now for, you know, what could happen. Yes, I know. My we we moved into a new house about a year ago. My husband was laughing because there were more boxes for my herbs and tinctures than there was for anything else in the house. But I'm like, you have to be prepared for anything that might come up, right? <laughs> yeah. I I know I call myself the crazy jar lady. I've got a section in my basement just full of all kinds of jars, uh small to large. And during this, I was like, I'm really glad because I've been using them to uh, give these bottles of tinctures away to people and whatnot. And right. I'm like, okay, so crazy, not so crazy anymore, you know? <laughs> My daughter the other day said, hey, mom, do you have a Nathan jar? And I said, I have many, but not ones that I'm going to give you. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they are. Those, those things are precious. Yeah. They are, for sure. So tell us a little bit about how you got on this journey of working with plants um, as medicine and as food. You know, where did, where did you start? Did you grow up around this? Or is this something that you came to later on? Well, I, I did grow up out in the country, and we had a good sizable garden. And I remember growing uh, or walking along the, the country roads with my mom, and she showed me red clover and how to pick the petals and taste them and they were sweet. But I didn't grow up with someone telling me about the medicinal benefits of those things, you know. Um, so I grew up around it. We also ate a lot of processed food and, and we ate fast food and stuff. So um, I kind of had both. And then when I got into my college years, I was just very unwell, you know. I mean, just being um, on my own for the first time. And to be honest with you, when you live in the dorms, they don't provide a lot of healthy options, you know, I'm sure they're right. there, but as a new, you know, a new young adult on your own, unless you're really on top of it, you're going to probably choose some of the more unhealthy things. So I was certainly doing that. And then you're living in close quarters with other people who aren't, you know, feeding themselves well, you're, I was drinking, you know, alcohol and your, your hours are off, you're studying, you're stressed. All of that was like a perfect storm of just you know, I remember getting so sick a couple of times that my dad had to come and, and get me. I couldn't walk, 
you know, taking wow. me to her. Yeah. And I, I, I remember one time I felt like I wondered if I was going to die. Like it was just so bad. It was, I don't, I don't know what it was, if it was a cold, if it was a flu, um, but it was so bad. I could barely breathe. And I just remember it kind of woke me up of like, why am I, this isn't good. You know, I wasn't able to stay awake during, in my classes. And I loved school. I love learning. I had classes. I, I just loved it, but I couldn't stay awake. And, and, um, I would just remember thinking this isn't normal, but I wasn't sure what to do about it. This was in the early two thousands. Google wasn't even a thing. The internet was barely going at this time. So it's not like it was normal to just go on and quickly find, what do I do if this is this and that are happening? And um, what was out there on so you know mainstream media was like how to be thin and how to eat for, you know, it wasn't like how to be well and how to nourish yourself. It was like how to, you know, low fat, no fat, this and that. And that was like, I just remember being overwhelmed with thinking about how, how do I take care of myself? Um, and then I found uh, my husband, someone in his family was going vegan to take care of an autoimmune disease. And it was really helping him in a really big way. And they kind of uh, showed, you know, we're, they were sending me recipe books and we were talking about it. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, if it can help him with this extreme situation, I'm going to try it out too. So I, I remember the first weekend I went completely uh, vegetarian and how I felt after three days of no meat or dairy. And it was like, blew my mind. And so it all took about, you know, it was like a three day chunk of time. And it was, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I want to keep going with this. So that like started it out. And I eventually went, you know, it was vegetarian. And then I, I still was having a lot of digestive upset. I had a really terrible irritable bowel syndrome, which is debilitating. Uh, and I took dairy out of my diet and I took gluten out of my diet. And with those two things, I forget which one I did first, but it completely changed my life. Absolute, a hundred percent. And I realized, wow, I have, I had, must've had a, a severe allergy or, um, you know, where my body just does not handle dairy well or gluten. So then I was, you know, okay, then that's a good thing. So I'm doing that. And then I eventually found out about the raw food movement. You know, I got kind of like, um, I learned, I learned about that through some YouTube videos. And I was like, I want to keep going with this and take this to the next level, you know? And I found about, I found out about a culinary school in California. And I just remember sitting at my desk. I had a, a corporate job and, you know, benefits and, and just very comfy, you know, financial situation. And I remember just sitting there at my desk, like I'm supposed to become a chef. Like it was like this, like a, like just this knowing that came down as I'm looking at this uh, school online. And I remember going home to my husband that night and just saying, honey, I, this is really weird, but I think that I'm supposed to quit my job and go out and like become this chef. I think I'm supposed to, and he's just like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and uh, so we, there was some discussion to be had there. And, <laughs> and um, I'm lucky that, you know, I have a partner who, believed in me and had, you know, it didn't, we, he, he took that leap with me, you know? And so I, I quit my job. I went out to this culinary school and um, really where we were being taught not, not only how to make this delicious vegan raw food, but like how to make food to help people heal, how to thrive, how to like deeply nourish and came back with like this, like, you know, sense of like, 
empowerment and like, okay, I'm going to teach. And, and um, I had also, during that time at my corporate, uh, about a year before I quit, I became a massage therapist uh, going to school at night for that. So I was kind of like already in this like realm of like really looking into like natural, you know, natural healing and knowing that I probably was eventually going to eventually going to leave. And I wanted to have this thing to fall back on. So I came out of that and I was a massage therapist and I was chefing and I taught classes for six years and did some retreats and, you know, a personal chef and all of that. And the number, you know, the big questions I would get are, where do you go in this town to eat? Because we can't find anywhere. And then when are you going to open a restaurant? And I mean, it just, every time I taught and I thought, well, maybe there's something, maybe I could look into it. And the place that, uh, that I was working out of this wellness center had a two car garage that really was just a storage space. And we would joke around like, wouldn't it be cute if Audrey opened this little cafe and we had this whole wellness center, you know? And one day I just had like, I just, it was like this voice that just said, go, go look at the garage. And I was like, oh, okay. So I called the landlord. Hey, can I get in the garage? I went in there by myself and just sat in the middle of this dirty garage and just, just meditated and just thought, could something happen here? Like what? And I had, I had been a waitress twice in my life. That is the extent of working in a commercial kitchen. Um, I mean, I had chefed, but it was always out of my own home. So I was just like, okay. And then I started, I literally like, you know, drew something out on a little piece of paper started researching and it snowballed from there. And we did a, a Kickstarter campaign. And I thought, you know, if we, if we raise this $10,000, it's a fraction of what we need. But if we raise that $10,000, it'll tell me that there's enough, there's enough like um, desire out there because we're in the middle, we're in Indiana, you know, we're in one of the most unhealthy States in the country as far as, um, you know, obesity, diabetes, uh, cancer, it's just, you know, it's a lot of unhealth happening here. And there's a lot of burger joints, a lot of fried chicken places, a lot of barbecue places, a lot of steak joints, you know, and uh, very few vegetarian options. There's more now, but definitely five years ago, it was scarce. So it was a leap of faith. And, uh, and so that's how that happened. And we opened up and it's been successful. And um, we've got a great customer base and we've got people that come, you know, that We've got a lot of travelers that come in for business things and they, you know, do the Google search and find us. And so that's been good. And, um, and then we started the farm and I had already been, you know, at that point I had studied with Susan Weed and I studied with some other herbalists and I was really, you know, into herbalism, but growing it myself took it to a whole other level. Um, watching the plants grow from seed to to bloom and watching their life cycles and really observing and like getting to know the plants has changed me and it's changed the way that I work with the herbs and um, it's in you know it's completely enriched my life you know I'm a forever you know herbalist now like I can never go back it's got me right right and I feel like when you're I feel like it's like you I'm sure you know when once you get on the plant path you're there and you're there for life you're just never going to go back. And there's, it's, there's, there's so much magic in it. And like you said, you're your own kind of herbalist, you know, you're growing a garden for the first time this year and, and everyone's going to be doing it differently. Everybody is going to find their, their own way of getting into it and their own way of relating to the plants. 
And I think there's just such magic in that. There is for sure. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that story. It's really, I'd love to hear how people come to this um, and, um, you know, what brings them to the plants and what, what holds them to the plants. And, and I really, like you said, once you're, once you're on that path, you, most people do not come off. And, and I agree. Um, you know, when I came to the plants, it was life altering. Like I can't even explain life altering. And I know so many people that experience that and it's a beautiful thing. And so now when I teach and I see people come to that moment in time where they go, oh, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. It's beautiful. And so I thank you for sharing that story. Now, we have mentioned several times your Medicine Woman um, membership. So explain to people what that is and um, how they can be a part of that. Okay, so yeah, it is, um, it's a online virtual learning experience and it's an ongoing membership, a monthly membership. And as of right now, we have over 60 lessons and videos that you can access and it grows every month. So we focus on three things. We're focusing on uh, plant-based dishes and recipes and really infusing them with as much medicine as possible. So I'm sharing new recipes every month. They're also gluten-free just by default. So everything uh, food-wise that I'm sharing are plant-based and gluten-free. We're also learning how to uh, make our own herbal remedies using safe, simple herbs and utilizing, you know, the folk method, you know. So this isn't for people who want to become like a clinical herbalist. Um, you know, this is really for folks that want to dip their toe in and start learning how to do this out of their home and they want to um, nourish themselves and their families and their home you know and so we're learning how to make like this past month it was dandelion tincture how to go out and harvest it how to use the different parts of it things like that and then we're also learning how to grow the herbs and the food ourselves. and we're uh, i take an approach of regenerative gardening um, and with permaculture practices in there. So of course we're not spraying and we're learning how to really work with the land as opposed to kind of seeing everything that we're not purposely growing as an enemy. We're looking at it as all as it, you know, it's all kind of an ecosystem and showing people how to do that in whatever space they have, um, whether it be inside your home, whether it be on your porch or something larger. So those are the three areas that we're focused on. And so there's videos and lessons for all three areas there. And there's also a private Facebook group that uh, where I go live at least once, usually multiple times a month, and um, and folks can access, you know, ask me questions there. Um, but really, just having that Facebook group has been really awesome because you've got a community of women who are sharing, asking questions, and it's like you know, kind of keeps us, especially now in this time of social distancing. I've leaned on this group so much, and I see them leaning on each other too. It's a beautiful thing. So. And uh, so that's what we're doing with that. And, and um, it's $13 a month, which equates to about 50 cents a day. And again, it's an online library. So I'm seeing that our medicine women that are in now are going back to, you know, they're util utilizing it as kind of like a living resource. Oh, what was that? What was in that elderberry syrup again? Oh yeah, how do we do that again? Um, and so, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And we're opening the doors uh, May 1st. Uh, for two weeks. So May 1st through, I believe, the 15th. And we only open the doors twice a year. 
because I like to have my focus on what we're doing rather than constantly bringing people in. So we just kind of do that twice a year. And then we really just, you know, like today before this podcast, I shot three videos of uh, what we're doing out in the, you know, in the garden. So we're really hitting it hard. There's a lot of videos coming out this, this month. So that's what it is. Yeah. That sounds so exciting. And I, I think I'm, I'm going to do that with you. I'm going to, I'm going to join your group that, cause awesome. I love that. That's so fun. What a great resource for people. So, oh, exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So if our listeners are in, in your area, then I would encourage them to do some takeout order from your cafe, right? So support your cafe because this is a really hard time for restaurants we know, and especially a restaurant like yourself that's doing such good work really healthy food for people. Um, so encouraging people, what's the name of your cafe again? It's called Ezra's Enlightened Cafe. So it's named after my son, Ezra. And uh, so it's ezrasenlightenedcafe.com is the, the website there. And then my personal um, brand and website is gaiachef.com. And I actually have a lot of uh, resources there, recipes that are free that people can access there, blogs and things, things like that. And then you can find Medicine Woman on that website, or you can just go to medicinewoman.love for the actual Medicine Woman membership itself. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. So now, before we wrap up, if you had two or three practical tips for people that they can start using right now during these times, what would those be? Um, let's see. So kind of in the realm of herbs, utilizing herbs. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's springtime here in, in the Northern hemisphere and vinegars are a really easy way to start practicing herbal medicine at home. That's, that's safe and simple. So I think most people can identify a dandelion, I would say. And if you're not sure, you can, you can find that, you know, we have the almighty Google, you can do that. And um, it's, it's pretty distinctive. So if you, if you can access dandelion, you can make yourself a really easy dandelion vinegar by getting those leaves and chopping them up and putting them in a jar and pouring some apple cider vinegar, letting it sit for a couple of weeks and utilizing that in your salads, um, on your sauteed greens and things like that, because uh, the vinegar actually helps to pull a lot of those good minerals right into that liquid. So that's one. Let's see, what's another one? Um, I love utilizing, like making a big batch of herbal tea in the morning and then using it, not only drinking it during the day, but using it in my cooking. So wherever I'm going to steam something, I'll use my herbal tea instead of just water. So it kind of infuses whatever I'm steaming with um, the medicine that's already there. Um, Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'll cook my rice in an herbal brew, um, cook my beans, you know, so it's one way to to like do the work once and get a lot of things out of it. So like make a big batch of say, whatever you have on hand, maybe it is dandelion that you have out there. And then maybe you've got some, some mint from your garden last year and you've got some chaga, you can throw it all in a, in a pot, brew something up, drink it, and then um, put it in a jar in your refrigerator and use it for the next few days to make your rice, your beans, um, and steam your vegetables. Great idea. I had, I had never even thought of that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really enjoyed hearing about what you're doing and 
how people can connect with you. And I really wish you wellness and health during these times. And I wish you prosperity for your cafe, that your cafe can sustain this time and come back stronger than ever. Thank you very much. And so thank you very much um, for being here and for doing the work that you're doing um, in your community. So for all of you listening, I encourage you to, to visit GaiaChef.com and learn more about what um, is going on there and to take a look at her Medicine Woman program um, and to be to be joining that when Audrey opens that up on May 1st. And um, thank you um, for listening. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Herbal Wisdom Podcast. And I wish you well. Wash your hands. Take care.